Hey everybody, welcome back to the Thought Thread Podcast. Weaving together the best content of the internet that you may have missed in the breadth of the internet. I mean, it's pretty big, so you can't find everything. That's why I created the Thought Thread. It's a list of links that I cultivate twice a month, and I put that on my personal website, or I email it, and you could be the recipient of an email. If you go to houseofcar.com slash thread, houseofcar, C-A-R-R dot com slash thread, you can receive, sign up to receive this in your inbox so that you can read these links. And what I do is I tie together these links that I put together twice a month. I tie them together with a thread, a theme, and usually that theme is derived from a biblical teaching message that I offer for free. I put a PDF online that you can download. Maybe you need it for personal study. Maybe you are a teacher of Bible theology uh, to your church somehow, and you're looking for some content. So this is what I just try to do. I take my stuff, which is very research-based, so I do have some illustration material, but mostly it's more commentary-like because when I would prepare stuff, I'd just riff on it. So the teaching for this thought thread is the beginning of a new series that I'm pulling out a series that I did on the book of Leviticus. And I just remember when I taught this uh, to the church uh, where I was ministering, I even started off, I found a link where somebody on a a blog, an atheist, put on their personal blog, if your minister ever begins a sermon with the title, today we are going to begin a series on Leviticus, then you need to get out of there. But for me, somebody who's passionate about the Old Testament, I love to pull out these books that are sometimes harder to discern for the average layperson in the pew because there's so much vividness within the Old Testament, and it's not like we live in a dichotomy underneath an Old Testament and a New Testament God. The scriptures are woven together, and understanding this is good. And basically, the book of Leviticus itself is a study in holiness, which is why I chose holiness to operate as the theme for this thread. And usually in the subject line, I tie tie it together with a uh, a quote from a song, and this one is, it, for some of you, it's going to be a deeper cut, but really, it's a collaboration of two people. You can hear the voice in the background here. That's Chance the Rapper. I love me some Chance the Rapper, but this is a collaboration that he actually did with Justin Bieber, who has gone through a spiritual change in his life, so he wanted to write this song, and you can hear the Biebs. Yeah, just a little bit of the beebs. So anyways, it just shows that uh, I am not caught with any certain genre or time period. You know, I, I I actually have some Justin Bieber in my playlist. So you can judge me however you want. I'll move on with life. Okay, on to the links, and let's see how they are all woven together. The first link comes from Fast Company Magazine, and it is entitled Why... Well, well, I entitle it, Why Did Fasting Become So Popular? And if you have not been tracking within the general world, fasting is very much in right now. It is something that celebrities are doing. They are seeing that through abstention, they are able to have some sort of spiritual experience. So this Fast Company article 
is not written from a Judeo-Christian perspective. It's a secular perspective. I found it interesting for those of us who are people of faith because whenever I would talk to people about fasting, it was always something that was uh, to which people were the most resistant. And now it is the latest fad. I think it's interesting that you can see how people are utilizing it today. But I see that within the broader movement of holiness is that people are pursuing holiness even if they don't believe in a holy God. So the disciplines are popular. How can they be connected then to the one who bestowed them upon us? That's the question for me. I thought it was an interesting read uh, just to see how people are doing it. This one's from a few months ago, but still interesting read. Okay, the second article that I suggest in this thread is from Vox. Vox makes some great videos, by the way, just short videos that are um, usually illustrate uh, what I want to illustrated videos, more interesting in the tech, TED talk, but some of the same information that you'd see a little bit shorter. But Vox.com uh, offers a lot of content, and this was more of a psychological look on the topic of intellectual humility, the importance of knowing you might be wrong. And again, I, I appreciate this because I would say, you know, from this topic of holiness, of us trying to pursue what a holy God might be, very often some of the most arrogant people I come across with are religious people. It's sad, but it's true. Maybe, I hope it's not me. One of the ways that I guard that it's not me is I try to remind myself of this type of thing. So what Vox does, again, is a secular approach to what I see as perhaps a spiritual issue is the ability to say is that some of the content, some of the things that I might have learned could be wrong. I think one of the aspects of resistance, resistance that Christians have to this is that they don't want to then you know, start questioning all aspects of their faith. But sometimes there are parts of our faith, not the essentials, but parts of the periphery that we should grapple with and question. There are some beliefs that we have that are long-held beliefs that should not be made holy as the scriptures themselves. So I appreciate this self-introspection idea, and I believe that this Vox Magazine article leads into that. The third article that I link to is about shopping carts. Shopping carts. I don't know how much you think about shopping carts. I really did not until this article from the New York Times came across my way, and I just loved the take that they have. Everybody has a theory of parking of shopping carts is the article, but um, this, this was written here uh, earlier in the month, and I just was enthralled about it because I had not thought much about shopping carts. And it talks about shopping carts as a cultural artifact. It talks about then what it says about us with what we do with our old shopping carts. And if you've ever been to a grocery store or maybe a large uh, retail home improvement store, you'll come into the parking lot and sometimes you're weaving in and out of these carts because some people are like, okay, once it's in the parking lot, it's somebody else's job. Do you return your shopping carts to the corral? And then what this goes into, and sometimes it's an Aldi or other grocery stores, you know, you have the idea that now they you have a quarter that you can put into this, discusses it. I found this article in the New York Times fascinating because it talks about our character as seen 
through our use of shopping carts. Fascinating reading in the New York Times. Uh, I have a subscription to the Times, so I read it, but uh, you should be able to get um, this article if you don't read it. So take a look at that. The fourth article is a perspective written by a good friend of mine, Derek Sweatman, who is the lead pastor at the Atlanta Christian Church in Atlanta, Georgia. Derek um, has a resource site for pastors called ForThePastor.org, and this is an article that he wrote uh, early in March uh, before he actually uh, went to the hospital for some, uh, for some surgery and is fighting cancer, has fought it. Derek, you're the man if you ever listen to this, but the church has a PR problem and there's almost nothing you can do about it. Now, this at the surface might seem like a one of these negative deconstructionist-based articles that Derek puts out here, but the thing that I appreciate is he takes the way that people are viewing I, the idea of church right now and basically that some, for those of us who work in the church or part of the church – is that we need to understand is that we can't redeem in public perception the idea of church. We can't do that because you can't change what other churches themselves do. So I really appreciate his take on this, just basically saying, hey, the thing we need to worry about is what we're doing as the people of faith, not that we can control other people of faith. At the end of the day, um, yeah, this article comes. You know, it's 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 an article about faith. This thread is holiness. But I'll just tell you is that um, I really appreciate Derek's voicing. I've come to appreciate his voicing in my life. I think you'll enjoy this article too. He has an interesting take here. During every thought thread, one of the things that I do is I recommend a book. The book that I recommend for this thread is called New Power. New Power, How Power Works in Our Hyperconnected World and How to Make It for You. Um, this is a book that was published in 2018. I read it last fall, and I'm telling you, I take my notes. I, I read on a Kindle and take notes there, and I just highlighted so much. Uh, Jeremy Hyman's and Henry Timms are the co-authors of this book, and it discusses how we would build movements in a digital age. And it's just showing basically this transference from how power used to exist pre-internet age and how it is applied now. I'm just telling you this is a brilliant work. I highly recommend it. You should read it because the examples here are vast and diverse, and they make a compelling case to say that, yes, the internet has dramatically changed everything, but this is how you should approach it if you have interest in building a movement, how you can leverage the digital world to be able to build movements. So maybe my pitch there wasn't good enough for you to decide to actually get this book. That's okay because I left some of the quotes that I found interesting here in this thread so you can download a pdf full of them but i'm telling you this is a highly recommend from me uh especially if you are working in industries of influence uh it should be a paradigm transforming read for you and then i usually try to offer up in every thread i conclude with something from me and the something from me just actually developed in the last couple of days uh, 
haven't disclosed this here in the podcast yet, I don't believe I have, if you cyberstalk me at all. I'm a big soccer fan. I enjoy what the European folk call the football, so not American football. I enjoy soccer. I'm not one of these purists that get into the labeling of things. But anyways, the European Championship of soccer took place this last year. Usually it is in the even years, every four years, but because of COVID last year, I think they still called it Euro 2020, even though it took place in 2021. Like, I don't know why they just didn't own up to it. I mean, we all know that the world got paused during COVID. But anyways, the Euro Tournament Championship was here. England was a participant, as was Italy. Both of these clubs have uh, massive histories of being good at soccer, but England has struggled The last title they won was the 1966 World Cup. So there's a whole generation of Brits. And I always watch about the vernacular there because Great Britain is is, England is in Great Britain, but it is not the totality of Great Britain because there were actually the Irish and the Scottish were rooting against England winning because of that competitiveness between them. But anyways, England and Italy in the final. The final is being hosted in London, so they have home field advantage. And the manager of the squad set his team up to fail. And I was enraged. And usually when I'm enraged, I try to calm down by writing stuff. So I will readily admit from the front that this article that I wrote is a leadership article based on soccer, which means I have limited my audience dramatically. So if you want A, the cure for insomnia, or B, something to affirm your fandom of soccer and to show how tactically it is a brilliant sport because leadership plays so much into it, you need to read my article, Taking Shots, that I link to here in the thought thread. And friends, after all of that, that is the conclusion of the thread of holiness. So again, you can get this in your inbox and read the articles yourselves. You can go on my website and find it at houseofcar.com slash thread. And if you agree, appreciate, or disagree with anything that I've said here, you can go online and you can start a conversation about that. Oh, oh, oh. That's the end. I'm bringing it down. There it was. I had a little, I had a little pause. There we go. That's my outro. You can feel the flow of my outro so hey if you're listening to this thanks for that maybe drop me a message let me know maybe maybe i'll give you a quarter i don't know i'm rich like that but either way thanks for hanging with me we'll catch you next time